Welcome, 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 welcome back to my podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet, 24's podcast. Why am I not playing any intro music? Because uh, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to today. Because to be honest with you, I kind of want to, I came into this a little bit low energy. I had, I had some delicious medium steak today. I cooked it myself. It's funny, it's like last week. First time cooking steak, butchered it, it was cooked to all hell. The second steak, it was cooked to like medium, medium well, like it was close to well done, but medium well. And then this steak, I cooked it, it was medium, almost rare, not medium, not rare, excuse me, but like medium rare to medium. I was like, eh, that's pretty good, it's pretty good. But uh, I still have to eat a bunch of like sugar, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm not used to it yet. I, I gotta have I gotta have like consistency on my diet. But ladies and gentlemen, let me freaking move my phone and set it up like a lamp because I don't have a lamp. I need a light. It's dark in my room. It's almost like midnight. I was working all last night. Last night, I was I was working up until like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And I, I still had more work to do, but I passed out. And when I woke up, it was like 11.28 in the morning. And I was supposed to wake up at 6 o'clock, but I was so groggy and I was so, like, out of it that I, like, I had set up my, not even 6 o'clock, really at, like, 5. I had set up multiple alarms and I just, I, I didn't care. I was like, I'm sleeping through this. I will wake up when I wake up. I woke up at 11.28 in the afternoon, not in the afternoon, in the morning, and then I was like, oh, wait, that that's not good. That's not good at all. I feel terrible. All that waking up and going to sleep. Excuse me, that was like a baby burp. All that waking up and going back to sleep for like, <clears throat> there you go. Excuse me. For like three to four hours really did a number on me and I woke up drunk. Or not drunk, but like hungover. I I had a headache. I was like, I was groggy. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything today. But weirdly enough, even though I didn't record a podcast last night, I feel better today. Like I feel better right now. It's like I'm I'm recording a podcast. I have some things to do, and uh, maybe it's because I haven't done what I need, like two to three hours of work, not including the podcast. Maybe that's it. But I feel great today. I feel great tonight. I do have a big cup of ice cream ready to go. I uh, probably shouldn't eat it, but I do. I need to eat it. I need more energy. I have to at least be up for the next four hours. But today on this podcast, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, if I'm honest with you, hopefully it won't take that long. But I got some stuff today. So for starters, we're going to talk about the wide receiving draft class that is going to be this this year's draft class. I'll also be talking about uh, free agency and trade trades that could potentially go on in the next couple of weeks. And what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I think that's kind of it. I'm also going to be talking about teams that need and potentially could get a wide receiver and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, and much, much more right here on 24's podcast. I need like a better intro or something like that. Like, cause usually I would like say 24s right here on 24s podcast. Then I would like freaking play 
then I would like mute myself, then I would like fade the music back in, and then I would fade the music back out, and then bang, here I am. <clears throat> Need a better intro. All right, so moving forward with the podcast, let's talk about some stuff. Should I get started with the wide receiving draft class? Nope. Let's start off with the wide receivers that are going to be in the draft. On the last podcast, I was talking about this guy, Antonio Gandy-Golden. That is his real name. I'm not making that up. He goes by, I think, uh, uh, he, he played in Temple, so he goes by AGG, better better name, better nickname than Antonio Gandy-Golden or Gandy-Golden. If he plays for Dallas, I'm just going to call him Gandy-Golden or just Golden. That's just better. But I had this idea when I was, you know, when I was thinking about it, and I have a lot of ideas. You know, I'm 24. I'm the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet, so I got a lot of ideas. Thinking to myself, well, why not I just go through the entire wide receiving draft class and talk about some of the guys that I would want and some of the guys that I think are very, very highly rated or lowly rated or whatever. So, C.D. Lamb wide receiver out of Oklahoma. He's the guy that uh, that everybody is thinking, okay, this is the guy that, uh, that that's the best wide receiver in the draft. I think there's some debate between C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. I don't know about that. I kind of agree with C.D. Lamb. Then there's Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, the third, and then T. Higgins. If you don't know those guys, T. Higgins is kind of a high point ball wide receiver. He just goes up and grabs the football. He's kind of like a a 50-50 type of ball type of guy. Henry Ruggs is essentially a Tyreek Hill. He's a burner. He's a speedster. And then Jerry Judy, he's uh, he's the second guy. He's kind of a more complete package overall. And um, right now, CBS has those guys ranked 8th overall, 11th overall, 17th, and 23. So that's C.D. Lamb at 8, going to the Arizona Cardinals, which I think would be an absolutely fantastic fit, going all the way back to, uh, to, not to, but with Kyler Murray in a, not a West Coast, what's it called? A air raid offense, Jerry Judy. I forgot where he's going. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. CB, CBS has Henry Ruggs III going to Dallas. I'm like, wait, who's drafting number 17 overall? That's Dallas. Yes, they have Henry Ruggs III to Dallas. That's... Let me, let me, let me compose myself. Okay, so... CD, let me go back to CD Lamb. CD Lamb to Arizona. That would be a great fit with... That would be a great fit, excuse me. Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals, the Air Raid offense... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you saw what they did in their first year, adding on C.D. Lamb, a reliable number one wide receiver. Um, Some people have Arizona getting an offensive stop. Don't say offensive lineman. Don't say defensive lineman. Don't say the offense or the team has a lot of issues. The only issue that they have right now that I'm concerned about is wide receiver. Because I don't know any of the guys that Kyler Murray is throwing to. We can address, if if you have top-tier talent in this draft, You'll probably never get a shot like this ever again to match up a quarterback who played with his, with this guy in, in Oklahoma, who they had great rapport with. It's like, listen, you can address some of this stuff later on in the draft, get you a damn wide receiver, get you CeeDee Lamb. There's no other team that needs him before you pick his, pick his ass up, put him in freaking Arizona. 
some of this stuff isn't very hard. Uh, but teams want to make it hard. Okay. So, let me... Ooh, wait, I have like a... How many fucking... I have a shit ton of tabs on my computer. Let me move this all the way back. Let me copy and paste this. Like, just so I can understand where some of the teams are going. Or, excuse me, uh, some of the some of the draft guys. Okay, so... Oh, wait, I got... I, I literally pulled up mock drafts. There's literally three mock drafts. Should we... Yeah, let's 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 talk about some of the draft picks as well, some of the mock draft picks as well. So, anyways, um, <clears throat> for weirdly enough, for some weird reason, whose draft whose draft is this? I don't know whose mock draft this is, but for some weird reason, they have three writers. CBS does that have three different mock drafts. None of them have Henry Ruggs going to to um. To Dallas, so I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't get that at all. Anyways, uh, Henry Ruggs the third, T Higgins, <clears throat> also going to apparently who's who's drafting at number twenty three, the Patriots. I don't really know. Um, are the Patriots going to get a... What What the fuck is up with this fucking draft? Why Why am I getting so many weird picks right now? Okay, so here's the full draft. Whose draft is this? NFL prospect. Oh, this is the prospect. But it's a draft. Oh, no, 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 no. It's the prospect ratings. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I see. I'm like, wait, the 17th? No. So this is just prospect ratings. This is how they, how they, um, how they evaluate the entirety of the players. Um, for instance... Chase Young is ahead of Joe Burrow when it comes to prospect rating, so that's 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 why it's not an actual draft. It's a process. Okay, okay, I, I get it. Anyways, <clears throat> now understanding that, let's continue forward. Dallas isn't going to draft Henry Ruggs III. He's just the um, he's just the seventeenth best prospect, right? Then you got T Higgins, Levinsky, Shinot, or I can't say his last name. Blah blah blah. There's not a lot of other guys depending on who you look at that would be like that that are like that that you would essentially like like look at and be like wow that like that's a guy that I would really really want to go after right so they have some of their uh okay no so yeah okay I was like looking at some of some of these guys uh position ranks so this is the ranks and positions. Obviously, C.D. Lamb is the number one. Jerry Judy, two, on and on and on. And then you get down to this guy, Antonio Gandy Golden, number fifteenth overall. Not overall, but number fifteenth in the rankings for wide receivers. Excuse me, he's the fifteenth best wide receiver in this uh, in this draft class. Now, you may be asking me, well, twenty-four. Why did we just spend like seven minutes? technically eight now, talking about wide receivers, specifically the top three and Antonio Gandy-Golden. Well, I think you're going to see a lot of teams this year, maybe in maybe in the offseason, maybe in the preseason, maybe not in the preseason, excuse me, maybe in, uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks specifically, start setting up for the draft to kind of try and get one one or multiple uh, of these guys that are going to be going into, into the draft. I don't know why I'm stuttering so much, but yeah, that, I, I don't know why. <clears throat> but one of these guys is definitely going to be moving on from, from uh, not one of these guys, but one of these teams 
is going to be looking at some of this, some of these uh, draft prospects. And I, and, and again, some of these guys that I looked at, like, uh, like Antonio Gandy, Golden, Donovan Peoples, Jones, stuff like that, people like that, they're going to be underrated and they're going to be guys that probably should have been drafted a lot higher than they'll be picked. And it's because of how deep this draft is. And some of these teams are going to set up for it. For instance, moving on to the other topic, because I'm talking terribly or, or I'm addressing this terribly, the wide receiver draft class, um, the uh, the teams that need a wide receiver. Let me just pull up NFL teams. Let me just uh, see which teams need a wide receiver. So obviously New England, Dallas, San Francisco, Cisco, the Eagles, this the Chiefs. I just dropped my pen. Where is my pen? Here's my pen. Picked it up. The Chiefs, the Packers, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Steelers. Maybe not the Vikings, the New York Giants, the Bears, Browns. Maybe not the Browns because they got OBJ and Jarvis, but you know we'll we'll see. The Ravens, Broncos, Washington, Saints, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Tennessee Titans, and on and on and on. Pretty much, if you're an NFL team, you need a wide receiver. You need a wide receiver. You need wide receivers, right? You can, unless you're, you know, the, uh, the the Buccaneers, for example, maybe you don't need a wide receiver. Maybe you want, for instance, a uh, <clears throat> a tight end. Well, excuse me, you have O.J. Howard. But maybe you want a slot guy if you don't already have a slot guy. Maybe if you're the, uh, the, the frickin' Vikings, you may want a slot guy or you may want a tight end. Excuse me, you got one of the two. You got Kyle Rudolph who pushes off. Just saying. A lot of options. For a lot of different teams when it comes to wide receivers. But more importantly, the majority of the league needs wide receivers. There's maybe two, maybe three teams that are like, eh, we're good. Yes, even Dallas. You need a wide receiver. But I want to I talk about the Philadelphia Eagles for like two seconds here. Because so everybody keeps on telling me, well, the Eagles, they sucked last year because uh, the Eagles, they didn't have a secondary. And they also, and Carson Wentz didn't have any wide receivers. Pretty much it was one or the other. It was, people gave me a whole bunch of different excuses. Well, Carson Wentz, he doesn't have a wide receiving core. Well, Carson Wentz doesn't have a secondary. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's my proposition. I'm putting on my GMing hat right here right now. Putting it on, pretending to be the, Phil, the Philadelphia Eagles GM right now. I know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. It's pretty hard. You know, to to imagine a Dallas Cowboy fan putting on a Philadelphia Eagles hat and becoming a... I know, I know, I know. But let's just play a little game here. All right, so let's say I'm the GM and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, Carson Wentz needs a wide receiver. Does he need a number one? I don't know. But Deshaun Jackson, will he be the same next year? Will he be different? Mm-hmm. But it's obvious if again, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles GM, it's obvious. It's like, hey, you know, let's go out and give him get him a, a wide receiver, right? A number one, a true number one. Let's go out and go get him one. So I go on my phone. Beep boop, beep boop, beep beep boop. Hey Minnesota. You want a first and a third for Stefan Diggs? You don't want a first and a third? How about a first and a second? 
you know, you you'll take this year's second round draft pick, and then you get my my first next year. How about that? You know, because you know, Carson, he's a great quarterback. You know, you can get a running back or another guy or a defensive guy. You know, you can you can get something to help bolster up your defense. You know, Mike Zimmer, he's a defensive head coach. Now, you guys probably don't need a wide receiver in this draft. You guys are going to be trading down all the time. Stephon Diggs, come on down. You guys can maybe even find a wide receiver. If you don't like Stephon Diggs, you don't like the way his contract is set up, hey, trade him away. Trade him to us. First and a second, final offer for Stephon Diggs. I would not go over, if I'm the Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles GM, I would not go over a first and a second. I'm not trading a first and a first for Stephon Diggs. But let's say first and a second. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a first and a second. Dallas traded away a first-round draft pick for Amari Cooper. Look how look how well that worked out for them. And Dak Prescott, let's give, let's give Carson Wentz first and a second for Stephon Diggs. Let's check his numbers here. Let's check his numbers, you know. I'm still the Philadelphia Eagles GM. I'm like, oh, hold on, before we even try and suggest that that trade, let's let's check out his numbers here before we make that deal with before we we even approach the Vikings with that deal. Last year he was hurt, 63 receptions, 1130 yards. The year before that, 102 receptions, 1021 yards. Nine touchdowns that year, six touchdowns this year. 2017, 849, eight touchdowns. Uh, 2016, 903, three touchdowns. Pretty consistent. Pretty consistent. Hmm. All right, all right, all right. Liking this, we can get him healthy. We can get him into the building. I, I see no reason why we shouldn't sign Stefan Diggs straight away. A first and a second for Stephon Diggs. Second round player this year. First round, not first round, uh, second round player, excuse me. Second round draft pick this year. First round draft pick next year. So you still have that first rounder this year. So you can do with you can do with whatever you want to with that. And then you get that nice second rounder next year. Or this year, excuse me. If you're the Vikings, there's something in it for all of us. Do you really need all that firepower? Because, you know, you guys certainly aren't using it. You guys certainly aren't using Stefan Diggs. You guys seem to be running the football a lot more than you are throwing it. What's the point of having 2,000-yard wide receivers if you guys are just going to throw the football up and down the dang on football field? Especially if Kirk Cousins can't utilize him. I mean, I'm just, you know, if the way that things are going, looking like to me, I'm like, maybe you guys should move off of Stefan Diggs and give him to us. Just saying. Just saying. But then as the Philadelphia GM, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Let's not stop there. Let's be a little, <laughs> come on, man. Let's be a little bit more aggressive, you know? Let's be a little bit more uh, 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 on offense, let's play a little bit more offense. So we got, we're gonna get Stephon Diggs. We're gonna get back to Sean Jackson. All right, all right, all right. 
then let's draft one of these guys, right? So I got the I got the wide receivers pulled up. Let's let's spin a first rounder, right? So we traded away a first round draft pick, a second round draft pick, this year's second rounder, next year's first rounder, obviously to load up on weapons for Carson Wentz. Let's make sure there's an overabundance in weapons in Carson Wentz. Let's pretty much Kansas City. Let's be Kansas City in the NFC East. Let's load up. Let's load up. Let's mount them up. So let's make a play for the third wide receiver that's going to be taken in the draft. Let me let me check most people's mock drafts here. The CBS writers. Okay. What? 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 Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph. What? I don't know what some of the, I, I just, I just looked up these two guys mock drafts. I'm like, they're smoking meth. They are absolutely smoking meth. I'll get into it in a little bit later, but whew, man. Okay. Anyways, going back to, uh, to the, to the wide receiver, I'm just kind of, I'm like, who's the guy? Okay. I'm, I'm going to look at one guy's draft because the other two guys, they're smoking methamphetamines. Okay. So going all the way down. What? They don't have the Cardinals. One guy, hold on. Let me let me read you. I, I, I got to say this. One guy, I'm looking at three different mock drafts here. Three different first round draft picks. For the Cardinals. Jeff Akuda from Ohio State. He's a cornerback. Jerry Judy, the wide receiver. And Isaiah Simmons. He's a linebacker. They're all like, it's like, bro. This isn't that difficult. Where, where's a real mock draft? Because I'm like, I'm, I, I can't stand you. No. Where's a real mock draft that I can use that makes that makes sense? Okay, so we'll look at Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft here. Can I look at it? No, I can't because it's behind ESPN+. Plus. Why? Why? <sighs> Jesus Christ. I shouldn't have to pay money for a fucking mock draft. It's a mock draft. It's not real. That's the one. Uh, we'll, we'll do. We'll look at the one that I looked at yesterday because that's the one that uh, that's the one that I looked up yesterday. So the Cardinals. Yes, they select uh, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver number eight. Okay. So then I'm just going to scroll down here. Las Vegas, they're going to take Jerry Judy. And then Denver, I think this is a pretty good pickup for them. They'll take Henry Ruggs, the third. Remember Denver, they have uh, Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. Pretty good, pretty good draft pick. But let's say, let's go back to being the Eagles for a second here. All right, so Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, they get taken off the board. Is there any other guy? And Denver, by the way, drafts at number 15. So, pretty low chance that the other teams are going to get, are going to uh, to draft a wide receiver. So, the Philadelphia Eagles, they'll select T. Higgins out of Clemson in the first round. Pretty good draft pick. Pretty good steal. Fourth 
wide receiver in the draft overall when it comes to his ranking and probably to being drafted, by the way, as well. So then you got Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins, and Deshaun Jackson. You purge Nelson Aguilar, and you get rid of Nelson, you get rid of uh, Alshon, right? But you got Deshaun, you got T. Higgins, you got Stephon Diggs. Okay. All right, now, now it's starting to look a little bit good. But remember, you also have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. All right. All right. Here's the dagger right here. This is what I'm going to lay out. This is what I'm gonna, This is what I'm thinking. If I'm Philadelphia, this is what I'm thinking. You know, there's that guy that everybody keeps on hating on. The guy that everybody has left for Deb. Six feet under, seven feet under. Problematic guy. Troubled year for him. Left Oakland because he didn't want to wear a helmet. Didn't get along with the Patriots. Not because he didn't get along with the Patriots, but more specifically the Patriots, they, they, they cut him. Had a great first game with Tom Brady and company. Why not? Why not go after Antonio Brown as well? You have Stefan Diggs. You have Antonio Brown. You have T. Higgins. You have Deshaun Jackson. You have Dallas Goddard. Why not? Just, just, a, just a couple of options. You know, just saying. A lot of people, you know, they like to they like to talk about certain guys and certain teams and all that good stuff and blah blah blah. But for me personally, I'm like, listen. You're a team with a quarterback, you do what Dallas did. You go out and you get him weapons. Everybody talks about Carson Wentz and how he's a great quarterback. I'm like, okay, here's your chance. Go out and get him some weapons. You're in perfect. You're in I'm daring Philadelphia, by the way. My Philadelphia Eagle GM hat is officially off. The Dallas Cowboy fan, 24 podcast, MC 24 hat. That hat is back on right now. I'm daring Philadelphia to to, to go do that. That's why I said that. Want to know why I said all that? They probably won't do half of that. They probably, they don't got the guts to go out and get Stephon Diggs. They don't got the gall to go out and get Antonio Brown. They'll probably say, we'll get Deshaun Jackson. We'll keep Deshaun. And we'll just get a wide receiver. We'll just let a wide receiver fall to us in the draft. Okay. All right. We we feel comfortable enough. And they'll probably, uh, because of fan pressure and all that good stuff and media pressure, they'll probably get rid of Alshon and Nelson and all that good stuff. All right. Okay. But just watch, watch how they, watch how they do business next year. Watch how, who and what they draft next year. When Dak Prescott needed a wide receiver, do you want to know what Dallas did? They went out and they go, they went out and they got him a wide receiver. In fact, they got him two wide receivers. They got Michael Gallup <laughs> and they got Amari Cooper. That next offseason, they said Cole Beasley is gone. Guess who we're gonna pick up? 
Randall Cobb. 800-yard receiver for Randall Cobb. Could have been 1,000 if he hadn't dropped so many passes. Dak Prescott in the last two years have gotten three pretty much 1,000-yard wide receivers. Carson Wentz in the last three years? I mean, he's gotten one wide receiver who's gotten hurt. How old is Deshaun Jackson? He's fast. He hasn't lost a step. I, I, I don't... I don't Doubt Deshaun Jack. But he's getting up there. He's like 32, 33, right? I must be tripping. He's old. My internet just got shot. I've been I've been having internet issues all doggone day. Jesus Christ. I'm like, can you load I'm, I'm trying to look up Deshaun Watson's aides. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. All right, not the draft that he was drafted in. His how old is he? He's th- yeah, he's thirty three years old. At some point, he's gonna get slower. I'm like, you want to put all your eggs in the Deshaun Jackson basket, and he's had a great career. He's fast, very fast, and he is consistently fast. He's still one of the best deep deep targets in the league. It's like you ask me a question. You ask me, hey, twenty four. What do you think of Deshaun Jackson? And, and, uh, and as a wide receiver, I'm like, that's not enough, but they won't get them enough. Want to know why they won't get them enough? Cause they don't believe in them. Otherwise they would have gone out and they would have gotten him a wide receiver. They don't see him the same way that everybody else sees him. Cause they would have gone out and they would have gotten him a wide receiver. They may, what they'll probably do is they'll just settle for something in the draft, right? They'll just settle for something at T. Higgins. All right. And then they'll hope that Deshaun Jackson is healthy. How about loading up? It'll literally only cost you a first and a second. A second next year or a second this year, a first next year. You get T. Higgins in the draft. You get Stephon Diggs. You get Antonio Brown. And you get back Deshaun Jackson. You still have, uh, uh, not Travis Kelsey, uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. And you still have, uh, what's his name? Jordan Sproles, not Jordan Sproles, the, the, the wide receiver, the, the running back, the Philadelphia Eagles running back. Uh, what's his name? Jordan Howard. Nope, not Jordan Howard. Uh, Miles Sanders, excuse me. Point being, you got options. You got a lot of options and you have a lot of different ways to gain a lot of different wide receivers. And I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to go out there and go get somebody for Carson Wentz because I don't think that they think that if they get him a wide receiver, number one, if they try and bust out the bank trying to get him a wide receiver, I don't think the return, I don't think they think the return will be the same that it was for Dak Prescott. But we'll see. We'll see. Let me eat some of my delicious half-melted ice cream. Ice cream, to me, is only better when it's like like a cream. Not necessarily like frozen cream. You know, where it's like half-melted and it's soft. It's not like that hard stuff. I, I don't know. It's like you can drink it. Anyways, 
I don't like it being warm. That's weird. But it's cold. It's like a cream. It's delicious. I love it. Anyways. What else do we have today? Talked about trades. Not trades. Teams that could get a wide receiver. Pretty much all of them need a wide receiver. Most of them are probably going to draft one in the first. I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some of the best wide receivers being taken in the first and the second rounds. I know that's, that's like a no dirt 24, but hey, teams need wide receivers. I mean, let me put it to you like this. Do you think Cincinnati isn't going to get a wide receiver in the next, like, like opening up the second round? Like when it's their turn to pick the second round draft pick, you don't think they're going to get somebody? I would be incredibly surprised if they weren't like, we're not going to get a wide receiver. They're, apparently the mock draft has them right now drafting a linebacker. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, all right, let's try and compliment Joe Burrow uh, with getting a wide receiver. Because that's our, that's our new starting quarterback that we would hope would be our starting quarterback for the next 10 to 15 plus years, right? So, just saying... Anyways, every team needs a wide receiver. We talked about how the Phillies, how the and by Phillies I mean the Eagles. I know that there's a Phillies hockey team in Philadelphia. I just like to call any team associated with Philadelphia the Phillies. It's actually kind of a cool name. But we talked about how the Phillies they need they need a wide receiver. How they could potentially go. I mean, really, I I detailed a way that you could get. Stephon Diggs, Antonio Brown, T. Higgins, and you're obviously going to get back Deshaun Jackson. But really, I mean, you could make one or two of those moves that I made and be pretty satisfied. You could get the Kings ransom uh, by doing what I just said and potentially more. But, you know, there you go. Pretty reasonable way, you know, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. But, you know, you, you still have some draft picks. Only will cost you a first and a second. Second this year, first next year. Now, let's talk about something that I probably shouldn't be talking about whatsoever. The uh, the the Houston Astros cheating scandal, which I I can't I can't believe how long of a story it's kind of become, how big of a story it's kind of become. I thought people were just going to report on it and the end was just going to happen like nobody like nobody cared about it, but apparently a lot of people care about the Astros cheating. Um here's the thing, do I care about the Astros cheating? No, not really. You know, every team cheats in every single league some way, shape, or form, whether it's PEDs. Like, seriously, you don't think there are guys in baseball that aren't juicing up and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not condoning cheating. I'm just like, all right, you know, they cheated in the highest, of, they, they cheated in the, in the highest arenas. It's like, dude, it's, it's your job as the commissioner to police the league and make sure there's no cheating for this exact reason. Now, I think my issue with the Houston Astros and how they have essentially gone about their business so far, it's just like, just shut up, you know? Just don't say anything. Just be like, you know, I haven't heard the Patriots be as arrogant as the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Astros were. It's like every single time I hear the Astros talk about their cheating, it's like, nope, we uh, we didn't cheat. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, the the cheating, it didn't affect us that much. And then it's like, like what are, what are you doing? This is like it's it's ridiculous to me to hear 
a owner of a team be like, you know what, it didn't affect how we won the game and stuff like that. And I was like, shut up. Shut, you won a World Series. Shut the hell up. You got away with cheating in the World Series. Has Robert Kraft ever come out and been like, yeah, we cheated and it didn't affect the game. It's just like, no, he's never done that. Shut up. Shut up. Go away for like a couple of minutes before we have to hear you again. I shouldn't have to hear you at all. But yet I here I am hearing your BS once again. Was I disappointed in the Houston Astros? Was I sad about the... Nope. Not really. Everybody cheats. Everybody cheats. The point is, it's not who cheats and who doesn't cheat. It's how much of an asshole are you after you're caught cheating? Come on, man. Come on. Your team won because you guys cheated. Fair and square. You don't hear me trying to take your banners, which in a perfect world, in a just world, your banners would be out of the stadium. Your trophy would be out of that case. Your rings would be uh, uh, burned down and 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 what's it? Melted down back to diamonds or not diamonds, but back to uh, back to metal. What? They're already metal. Back to gold bars and metal bars or whatever they're called. Your diamonds would be back in, in the shelf. But instead, you get those banners, you get that trophy, you get that ring. Probably shouldn't have. Probably should have relinquished them, but hey. I'm not a baby, I'm not going to whine about it. I'm just going to remember this the next time you guys lose. So I can make fun of you for it. Oh, okay. Houston Astros, they can't win anything if, unless they cheat. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's end the podcast with this. Trades around the league. Trades around the league. Because there's going to happen. Maybe not there's going to happen. But there should be a lot of trades that should happen in the next couple of weeks. Let me take a swig of my water first. Hold on. They're 1,000%. Jesus Christ, like I just, I put a flavor packet in my water and it's the uh, the raspberry, the raspberry lemonade one. So it's like I just got a mouthful of raspberry lemonade. But the issue is, is that that didn't quench my thirst at all. So now I'm even thirstier than I was when I first drank that drink. Anyways, moving on. Trades around the league, blah, 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 blah. So, in the next couple of weeks, teams are going to be making, you know, pre-draft moves to kind of fill out their team, fill out their roster, so that way uh, certain things that they have to do in the draft or certain things that they need to do in the draft, they don't have to do, right? So, you may want to see, you, you may want to use a first-round draft pick, for example, on, you know, a wide receiver instead of a defensive player or, or, or things of that nature. You may not necessarily want to invest long-term in certain things, in the draft that you may not may or may not value. So you go out, you get a free agent. He's not going to be like top level or he's not necessarily going to be the best at it, but he's going to be acceptable. He's going to be passing. 
You may not necessarily need to pay him. But then there are the top free agents for uh, for respective teams and things of that nature. Trades that could potentially happen, things of that nature. Listen, some of these guys are going to get paid. Some of these guys aren't, blah, blah, blah. But I compounded or compiled a list, mostly of offensive players. I think I have like one or two. Let me write down another guy. If I didn't write him down. Let me write him down. Wrote down a bunch of names, offensive and defensive players that need to get paid, potentially will get paid, potentially will get signed, potentially will get traded, blah, 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 all that good stuff. It's not a long list. It's not a full list. It's just some guys that I think are kind of interesting. We'll start off with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, New York Jet. Uh, Dallas tried to make a, a trade with New York this season to try to get him. And I said this after the deal was not done. Everybody panicked and everybody was like, Jerry is Jerry is soft and Jerry's weak. I actually did not like, or excuse me, I didn't I did like the move of not getting Jamal Adams. Some of the best investments you'll ever make are investments that you won't make. You know? So when it comes to Jamal Adams, and the reason why, and he's he's one make no mistake, he's a top three to four player at his respective position. He may be the best at his respective position, but the reason why Dallas making that trade at the time I thought was great and looking back on it, still think it's even better. So that you look at that time that they were in, that they were going to make the trade, the Jets, they wanted Tyron Smith. Great left tackle for Dallas. Dallas said, hell no. We're not, they wanted Tyron Smith and they wanted a first round draft pick. Dallas said, hell no. I was like, Hell to the no. So then you look at this draft. You look at Dallas drafting at number 17, not in the mid to late 20s. Who's available for them to draft? Xavier McKinney, who I really, really like, or Grant Delpit. Me personally, I'm drafting McKinney over Delpit. I like Alabama defensive players. Nick Saban, they play in that system. I'm going with Xavier McKinney over Grant Delpit for the Dallas Cowboys. But it's like, now it's like, well, wait a second. If we had traded away Tyron Smith and that first round draft pick, we wouldn't now have the first round draft pick to draft Xavier McKinney. So we don't have to pay him a shit ton of money. And we still get to keep Tyron Smith. Isn't that funny how that works out? And I said it at the time. I was like, this is worse for the Jets than it is for us. Because he's going to, because they need an offensive line for Sam Darnold. Period. End of story. It doesn't do us any, it doesn't hurt us at all. We'll be fine as Dallas. As the Jets, I'm like, you better meet our damn demands and get our draft pick. We offered you a second. You guys said, came back and said, we'll, uh, we'll give you Jamal if you give us a first and Tyron. Dallas said, y'all must be tripping. We need a free safety, but not that badly. So now you look at the Jets, I think it was like three, four months after the uh, the trade was supposed to happen, it's like, well shit, now we need an offensive lineman, now we need wide receivers. Seth Robinson, or Seth Roberts, or whatever his name is, he's going to leave potentially in the offseason. We don't have a tight end, we, we barely have a running back, we don't, we don't have an offensive line. 
You should have kissed the ring and took in the trade. Took in the deal. Should have taken our second round draft pick. Instead, you wanted to be stingy. Now, guess what the Jets are going to have to do? They're going to have to pay Jamal Adams. Which they 1,000% do not want to do. Out of all the defensive positions on the football field, uh, free safety is kind of one of those positions that you can kind of neglect. It isn't what it used to be. But... You need a free safety. It's not like you can just be like, you you can put me out there in the football field and play football. But you need a free safety. But at the same token, you can kind of get away with not having one. Look at Dallas. We kind of got away with not having one for years. The last time we drafted a free safety in the top three rounds was in 2013. So they need a free safety. We don't. Not a free safety. They need, we didn't need him as much as they needed us. They should have taken the damn deal. Now they're stuck with him. Now they'll have to pay him or else they won't get anything for him. Or worse yet, worst case scenario, Jamal Adams is like, I don't want to play for the Jets. I'm tired of losing. I want to go to the Patriots. I want to go to an individual rival that's actually going to cause me to win. Help me out to win. Tired of carrying this freaking football team. Get me some damn players, Patriots. Give me a contract. I'll come and play for you guys. Patriots are like, come, come, come. We'll come. We'll get you, Jamal. We'll pay you your money. We we only pay defensive players anyways. Look for Jamal Adams potentially to be traded or signed this offseason. Next up, L. Bell. They don't like him. Adam Gay said, I don't like him. I wouldn't have paid him that much money. Le'Veon Bell goes roller skating when he has apparently the flu. I didn't really mind it that much. Everybody made it like a multi, um, a multi-headline story. Everybody was like, Le'Veon Bell goes, goes uh, freaking roller skating at 1 o'clock in the morning when he's sick and the doctors told him not to come to the team facilities and the team training camps and his family came into town to watch him play football. So what the hell do you expect Le'Veon Bell to do? Go home and sit at home in his hotel room by himself? When he's not allowed to even be with the team. I don't even think he was allowed to be in the hotel room. Excuse me. I think he was told, go home. We're not staying. Like, don't stay in the team hotel with us. We don't want you to get all of these other players sick. So it's like, you sent me home. What I do at home is my own damn business, not yours. I can post whatever I want on Insta, on Twitter. I can snap it if I want to. But if you wanted me to come into work with my helmets and my pads on, you should have told me that. You should have told El Bell that. So he goes out roller skating. Everybody in the press has a friend, has has a freaking panic attack. So now what does Le'Veon Bell do? Now what do the Jets do? Because they were apparently trying to shop Le'Veon Bell out as well. To the Patriots, the Texans, and check this out. The Steelers. Isn't that ironic? They were like, we don't want to pay him. Le'Veon was like, I don't care. I'm sitting out. I'm one of the best running backs in the league. I think he still is. I just think he's running behind a bad offensive line. And I also think he's on a bad team, being coached by a bad head coach. Steelers are like, James Conner is not getting it done for us. Next year, Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. Is he going to have a good running back? Is he going to have James Conner? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is this. Le'Veon Bell could be shopped this offseason. They want to get his ass out of, out of New York. They don't want him there. They would rather not pay him. 
and have Sam Darnold be out on an island and, and pay him. Doesn't make any doesn't make me any difference whatsoever. Chris Jones. I don't well, you know what? This was supposed to be a list of guys that were gonna get paid and shopped and potentially. Not paid and then shopped, but paid or shopped. Chris Jones, he's gonna get his money. One of the if you don't know who Chris Jones is, plays for Kansas City, one of the best pass rushers in the league doesn't get the credit. He's very, very quiet. Except apparently when he's talking to Tom Brady, that's when he gets very, very loud. But Chris Jones, best one of the best inside guys in the league. I think he also plays inside and outside. One of the best D-linemen in the league. He'll get paid this offseason as well. Look for Kansas City to establish the, uh, I think they're already saying, we, we're a dynasty, we're a dynasty. Win a damn, win two! You guys haven't won two Super Bowls in 50 years. Can you guys do that first before you guys say, hey, maybe, excuse me, there's been 50 51 years. You guys haven't won two Super Bowls in 51 years. Can you guys actually, 52, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't know the number. It's like, can you guys win more Super Bowls before you actually, you know, crown yourself as a dynasty? Just win a couple. That's all I'm asking. Then we'll talk about dynasties. But until then, you could be a one-hit wonder like Philadelphia. Look at how they turned out a couple of years after they won a, uh, a football game, a Super Bowl, excuse me. Look what happened to the Broncos. Come on now. Yes, but Chris Jones, he should get paid. A.J. Green. As much as they would probably love to keep A.J. Green, he probably is sick and tired of Cincinnati, and he wants to go someplace where he can actually win a football game. One of the best wide receivers in the league. One of the most quietest wide receivers in the league. I keep on saying this about certain guys. They're quiet and they're great. They don't need to talk about it. They don't need to do anything. They just go in and they handle their damn business. A.J. Green is another guy. He's very, very quiet. He just handles his damn business. But A.J., I think his contract is up or he's got one more deal, one more year on his deal. He can move. He could move out of the city, go to a different one, upgrade. It's all about what the Cincinnati Bengals want to do. One of the worst organizations in the entire league. All right. I'm not going to mention those two names. I'm actually going to star them. Where's my pen? I'm going to star two names. For a later date. Already talked about Antonio Brown a little bit. Talked about how useful he is. Talked about how he's kind of going on an apology tour and all that good stuff. A team is going to want him. A team is going to pick him up. I remember I kept on hearing how he's washed up and stuff like that. And he's not a good wide receiver anymore. I was like, bitch, please. Bitch, please. Did you see the first game where he didn't know anything about the... Let me move my candle. Literally moved it like three times this podcast. Mike, did any of you watch, you know, the uh, the first game with the Patriots where he came into the Patriots like almost a week and two days before the first game that he was playing and he didn't know any of the routes and any of the plays and stuff like that? And he was just there and he didn't know what was going on and he still scored a touchdown and I think he had almost close to 100 yards or something like that. Remember that game? Because I do. I do. Because they killed the Miami Dolphins. 
You want to get Antonio Brown or you want to keep on being a mediocre football team, Philadelphia? That's my question. You want to create a dynasty or you want to keep taking L's? Because I don't mind handing out free L's on an annual basis. As long as you keep on giving them to me for free. As long as I don't have to work for them. I'm, I'm like, I'll, you know, I'll keep on giving you free L's. And next year, you won't get off so lucky. Next year, Dak Prescott won't be injured. Next year, Amari Cooper won't be injured. Next year, we'll actually have a head coach in Mike McCarthy. Next year, our defense won't be so god-awful, so terrible, that they can't beat practice squad players. We're coming to get them. We are coming with bad intentions. And it seems like everybody is expecting us to roll over and die. I'm like, we're coming into Philly and we want to burn the place down. Like we do every year. We take it down. So what? We only lost one time in two years. Everybody wants to slap you guys on the ass for that. Get them a damn wide receiver. Let me take a swig of my water first. Jesus Christ, my mouth is dry. Hold on. Lesson learned, lesson received. Uh, don't drink a freaking, don't put freaking a, 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 a lemonade flavor packet in your water. It doesn't hydrate you at all. It doesn't, it doesn't function like water anymore. It functions like I'm drinking the freaking, the Splenda flavor packet that has like zero sugar in it or whatever. Literally, it's like my tongue is even drier than when I first started to drink it. I don't know why I did that to myself. Anyways, no Philadelphia. You wanna you wanna keep on slapping your ass, slapping each other on the ass for beating Dallas once every two years, or do you actually want to be a contender? Go out and get Antonio Brown. Go out and get T. Higgins, Stephon Diggs. I'm sick and tired of the excuses. What does he need? What does he need? Tell me, and I'll give you ways to get it. It's like it's literally teaching someone how to fish. And then being like, eh, I'm good. Or no, that's not even the analogy. Leading a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Just keep on. Just keep on stacking up the deck. It's like, so, so let me get this straight. He needs all these good wide receivers to beat, to beat Dallas? One time? Shut up, please. You know they're going to put Dallas and Philly on, on Sunday Night Football, right? Because they do that every single year. Every single year, a prime t- Dallas gets two primetime games with the NFCs. Think about it. Out of the 16 weeks in the season, out of the 48 games that are going to have primetime games, excuse me, because there's Sunday night, there's Monday night, and then there's Thursday night. Out of those three nights in 16 weeks, technically 17 weeks, 
Dallas is going to get two games. And usually, they're going to be two of Sunday night football games. One against the Giants, and one against the Eagles. So you guys constantly get embarrassed on national television on an annual basis by the Dallas Cowboys. And for the last two years, you guys haven't done anything. Everybody was up in arms. Everybody was excited because for the first time, something rare had occurred. Dallas had finally lost to the Eagles. I guarantee you, that's not going to happen next year. So go out and get Carson Wentz whatever you need. Because again, we're coming at him with bad intentions. Next up on the list, potential guys that could be moved. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. Let me look up his numbers. He had a good season. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I mean, you know, he's he didn't have the the twelve the twelve touchdowns, the thirteen touchdowns, the ten touchdown seasons ever since 2016. But it's like, wait a second. He had 74 receptions, a thousand yards, four touchdowns. It's like you want him to have more touchdowns. But it's like he he had an okay season. Like out of his seasons, he had like. Obviously, he's not, he's not, like, he didn't have 1,400 yards, he had 13, he had 1,000 yards, but it's like, I'll take that, he had the second most yards per catch in his entire career, with 14, not second, but third most yards per catch, it's like, you know, Baker just needs to figure it out, it's like, he, he was still, he was still there, he was still, you know, one of those guys, he had four touchdowns this season, that's, you know, that's not great, it's like, I like, I like the yards, come on, man. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. If he ain't better, as in Baker Mayfield, let me check out Baker Mayfield's numbers. As a matter of fact, I take that back. I don't think they're going to shop him now. They at least are going to have to give Odell another year with Baker Mayfield and um, potentially... After that one year, if he doesn't have a great year, yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield had a 59% completion percentage. He had 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. That's terrible. Like, you can't have that as the number one overall draft pick. No, that's that's unacceptable. He's got to play better. He knows he has to play better. And um, we'll see if he does. Right now, I'm out on the Browns completely because I thought they were going to the playoffs. And like the Dallas Cowboys, I had high expectations and they did not meet them. So I'm out on him and he's certainly... Uh, fell under the pressure. So right now, I'm out. I'm going to have to say, right now, I'm going to hold out on the on the Browns till they show me something. Not looking for a lot, but I, you know, I got to see something out of out of the Browns. Can't just be I'm I'm watching Baker Mayfield on national television throw a bunch of picks. First time they had a Sunday night football game in years and they they screwed that one up. I'm like, give me something, Baker. Give me something to cheer about. I'll cheer, but you got to give me something to root for. It's about to flip my page over. Not about to do that just yet. But yes, I, I think Odell Beckham Jr. next year could be someone who they shop. How old is he? He must be getting close to 30. He's 27. Handing out a bunch of money to... LSU players when they're on the football field, then slap, 
then slapping a cop's ass. He was looking like I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the video and I'm like, he was like, I was like, you know what? If he just did it and he was that, he was slapping everybody's ass. If he went from ass to ass, right? I was like, all right, I could get that. But then it's just like, he, he <laughs> he's looking at this dude's ass for like this cop's ass for like five minutes. He's just staring at it, and he's <laughs> he's looking like like that guy from the Boondocks. That's like I want, I like you, and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. It's like Odell's looking at him like a prisoner looks at somebody who's like a like a dude in prison looks like the fresh meat, but the dude with the fresh meat is, is the dude who's the fresh meat, the guy that's the new prison prisoner. He's got like a big booty, like that. <laughs> That's what Odell Beckham Jr. looked at the cop like. Just looked like a freaking predator about to take on an alphaless antelope. Like, Jesus Christ, Odell, what are you doing slapping cops' asses like that? Like, Odell, he was like looking at it. I'm going to be up in that ass. Jesus Christ, man. That was that was, the, that was one of the funniest things I've seen. Then they pressed charges. They were like, no, we're pressing charges on Odell Beckham Jr. I'm like, really? Really? It's creepy, but it's like, is that something that you really want to press charges over? Like, come on, man. Slap an ass? Really? Come on, man. Anyways. Next year. Next year is when they'll potentially shop Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on down the list. Tom Brady. Who is going to get Tom Brady? Tom Brady sweepstakes going to happen very very when is uh when is free agency? It's early March. Free agency. It's gonna be like what? March tenth? March fifth? March eighteenth is when free agency. So we got still Less than a month. It's the 19th today, so less than a month. Literally 29 days. Tom Brady is going to make some decisions. He's going to make, hey, like Cardi B, he's going to make some money moves. He's going to get paid the most money he has ever been paid in his entire career. 30 plus million. Easily. Easily. All I'll say about Tom Brady is this. If you want to win football games, if you want to go to the playoffs, potentially win it, you know who to call. You know exactly who to call. Not the Ghostbusters, Tom Bleep and Brady. Will they call? Will he respond? He definitely isn't taking Oakland's calls right now. I can guarantee you that. I would be surprised. Everybody's like, you know what? The Oakland Raiders, they could be a great team. You know, Tom Brady, he could he could sell a lot of tickets. Tom is not trying to sell damn tickets. He is not trying to make anybody any more money. He's trying to he's trying to earn another ring. I'm like, come on, man. He, he ain't trying to, he's not trying to freaking get trying to get you money. He's like, I'm taking my money. I get mines. You must be tripping. You think I'm about to earn you more money when you already have earned, when you guys are billionaires? I'm here not to sell tickets, but to win games. That's my damn job. It's the marketing team. It's the marketing team's job to earn money. My job is to come in here, do my job, 
and then leave and go home. You get a service. You're paying for a service. You're paying for the greatest football player of all time. You will get the greatest football player of all time. You will not get one of the best promoters of all time. You're getting a great football player. That ain't my damn job. I will do my job. And that ain't my damn job. That's somebody else's job. Whoever's job that is needs to come and get it. Because that job will get undone. Because I am not promoting anybody. I am not marketing anybody. I am not selling any tickets. You won't see me in a booth handing out tickets. Hell no. I ain't Tom Brady. I ain't a ticket master. But where could Tom potentially go? We covered this. Chargers. Uh, Apparently Anthony Lynn is talking about Tyrod Taylor. Colts again. I I heard Melvin Gordon saying Phillip Rivers could potentially go there. Tom has some options too. Do I think he'll stay in the Patriots? Eh, Probably not. Probably not. Why not 24? Well, I think it's just as simple as this. I think he wants, and I think, well, A, I think he feels disrespected by Bill Belichick. If you look at Tom Brady and you look at what he has done for that team, constantly taking pay cuts, constantly, you know, just re having, having to like renegotiate some of the things, having to take Bill Belichick's BS, Having to be like, what the hell? I take pay cuts every single year. My guys are having to take pay cuts. Like, we can't pay one of these guys. Like, I'm out here on no man's land with Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry and Josh Gordon. And it's like, pay somebody, Bill. Damn. It's like, can can we trade for Stefan Diggs, please? You trade for Stefan Diggs. I'm staying. Bill's like, Muhammad Sanu. Tom's like, hold on a minute. Wait a second. Now pause. Because, and I remember this. I remember the Brandon Cooks trade. You remember the Brandon Cooks trade? Let me, let me, let me try and find the Brandon Cooks trade. Because I don't know if you remember this. typing with one hand what oh that sounds weird why am I typing with one hand I don't know it's how I'm positioned like my keyboard is to the right of me and I can't reach with my left hand oh perfect 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 awesome let me play you this uh let me play you let me play you this awesome Awesome, awesome, awesome clip. Now, this is Eric Mangini. He's a former Patriot. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Where is this? Let me meet you. Let me make sure I have everything that I need. Uh, that's not it. Hold on.
I'm going to fast forward and then I'm going to play it. I'm going to find the clip that I'm looking for. I'm going to fast forward again. I can't find it. I know it's in here. Awesome, found it. Like he's talking about a whole bunch of other crap. They're, they're, they they took forever to talk about the trade. Here it is. Here's uh, Eric Mangini and Colin Cowherd talking about the uh, the trade of of Brandon Cooks, excuse me, to the Los Angeles Rams all the way back in 2018. Uh- Boom or bust written all over it. Yeah. All right, Patriots, Brandon Cooks, I like what New England got. You do too. Why? Well, New England rented Brandon Cooks for a season. They trade away the 32nd pick, the first, you know, last pick in the round. Might as well be a, a second-round pick. They pick up a, the 23rd pick this year, 23rd in, the, in, in this year's first, uh, first round. So they move up nine spots. They paid a million and a half for Brandon Cooks. The Rams are paying eight and a half million. This year, New England didn't had worked with the representatives to see if they could get a long term deal done. They couldn't get it done. So ne- next year, the Rams are looking at either franchising Cooks, which is going to be extremely expensive, or committing to him long term, which you know arguably is as expensive or, or more expensive. And there's no there's no guarantee that Cooks wants to do that, and there's no guarantee that that there's going to be a, a fit and. Last year, they traded a second for Sammy Watkins. Hold on, hold on, hold on, on, stop, 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 stop. What did you just say? I was eating my melted ice cream because it's pretty much melted. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. go back. What did you just say? I'll, I'll play it again. I'll play part of it again. Committing to him long term, which, you know, arguably is as expensive or, or more expensive. And... There's no, there's no guarantee that Cooks wants to do that. And there's no guarantee that, that there's going to be a, a fit. And What? What? Okay. Okay. I'm going to play the rest of this and then we'll discuss. Sorry. I, I, I was like, I had to, I, I'm like, did I just hear what I just thought I heard? Where was that? 638? Okay. We're going to address this. Don't worry. We're going to go back. We're going to address all of this. But I want to make sure that you understand. Don't worry. We're going to go back. We're going to talk about all of this. Last year, they traded a second for Sammy Watkins, and they get nothing. And now New England has a first-round pick that they could have youth for the next five years. To me, this is a no-brainer in in favor of New England. By the way, um, Jim Mora has been critical of John. Let's just take a look at what that first-round draft pick got the New England Patriots. So that was um, 2018's draft, I think. Uh, I mean, it's a, it, it's a first-round draft pick. Let me uh, let me just check out. That's not the article. 
Just check out their first rounders. <clears throat> in the last couple of years. So, the Patriots, so this guy's like, you know what, you guys, they got him, they got him 23rd overall. They got a, they got the 23rd overall pick. And let's, let's kind of, I, I now know who, who they got for the 23rd overall pick. So, <clears throat> what's his face? So, Colin Cowherd and Eric Mangini a couple of years ago were talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, we're talking about how the Patriots and everybody was doing this. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Everybody was like, well, you know, you were going to pick 32, you know, like you traded away a first round, a first round talent pretty much in Brandon Cooks and you don't have, now you don't have to commit to him. Now you don't have to commit to Brandon Cooks, you know, like, oh my God, they won the trade deal. And then he said, uh, he, he said something that was like, whoa, that's so wrong. He said Admitting this. to him long term, which, you know, arguably is as expensive or, or more expensive. And there's no, there's no guarantee that Cooks wants to do that. And there's no guarantee that, that there's going to be a, a fit. So there's no guarantee that Cooks wants a long-term deal. Wrong. Incorrect. That's the easiest thing that a player wants when it comes to contract negotiations. A long-term deal. The last thing that a player wants when they have the talent, when they have the resume, to get that big top dollar payday is to just be like, eh, let's just max out on dollars for a year and let's just not let's just not have like like the the uh, the longevity that I would want in that um, in, in, in for my career. I want like a four-year, five-year, maybe five, six, depending on position, of course. But usually, wide receiver contracts are similar to quarterbacks, four or five years. And they want to extend that, and they want you know a certain amount of guaranteed money. Brandon Cooks wanted something similar. He wanted the exact same thing. So of course he wanted a long term deal. I don't know what the hell Eric Mangini is talking about. But then he's talking about fit. Well, if you look at let, let's pull up Brandon Cooks' numbers right now. Let's just take a look. I don't operate in BS. I operate in statistics. So in his first year, by the way, he played with the Saints for three years. He had 1,000 yards. Excuse me, I don't want to shortchange Brandon Cooks at all. He had 550 yards in his first year, three touchdowns. 1,138 yards in his second year, nine touchdowns. In his third year with the Saints, 1,173 yards, eight touchdowns, and they traded his ass away. He, by the way, had 78 receptions. 15 yards per catch. I wish I might. They traded him away to the Patriots because they're like, we don't want to pay you. Then he goes to the Patriots. He has over a thousand yards there. Seven touchdowns. We don't want to pay you. Then he gets traded away to the Rams. 80, tu- 80, uh, excuse me, 80 receptions, 1,200 yards. Best season, yard-wise, he's ever had. Five touchdowns, goes to the Super Bowl. We kind of want to pay you. Do you think that Tom Brady would want to 
1,200 yard receiver, five touchdowns. Think that Drew Brees might want another Brandon Cooks. You know, I know he's got a lot of weapons. He's got Mike Thomas. He's got Jared Cook. Maybe you need to put another chef back in the kitchen. Start cooking up something special with two Jared Cooks. With two Cooks. Pretty great football player. In my opinion, I think he's he's somewhere around top 10. Top maybe 12, 13. We don't want to pay you for no arbitrary reason. Like this is one of those this is one of the he's one of those players. And by the way, he had 500 yards this season, 583 yards, two touchdowns, 42 receptions. I think that's because he was hurt for a huge portion of the season. Let me just check out his games that he played unless I'm tripping on that. Let me just make sure I'm not tripping. Maybe he did have terrible numbers because he played all How many games did he play? Whoa, 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 whoa. He played 14 games. Really? Yeah, he played 14 games. What the hell happened? Let me check out Cooper Cup. Hold on. I think I know what happened. Let me just compare and contrast some of the guys on his football team. Brandon Cooks is a good football player. I'm like, what? Like, what the hell happened here? Check out another guy. Like, Brandon Cooks should easily be a thousand yard wide receiver with what he's been what he's been given. That's weird. What what happened to Brandon Cooks? He played 14 games. Maybe he was hurt during those 14 games. He has 583 yards. Like, how many targets did he have? He had, like, I, I can't tell some of this shit. What? He had 72 targets, 42 receptions. What what type of a percentage is that? Like that's less than a hundred. That that's. Hold on. That's fifty five percent. So he was catching a lot less passes than he should have. When it comes to his targets, but he only had like 72 targets. What? What is going? Let, let me let me look at another guy's numbers. I, I think the thing that I'm thinking of, Jared Cook, not Jared uh, Cook, Jared Goff. I'm like, let me check his numbers. 62%, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. 80, okay, that explains it. Maybe it's Jared Goff. I don't know, but I'm like, Brandon Cook still is like, he's a young dude. He's like, how old is he? He's 26. I'm like, he should still be a top 
like he he's still a gr- uh, like a really really good wide receiver. I'm like how I'm like how did he have such a huge fall? Like he's missing like a f- like 500 yards. I think it's Jared Goff. But point being, I'm like listen. You think that going back to what they were talking about, you think that Tom Brady wouldn't want a, a Brandon Cooks right now, who is a great player in my opinion, even though his numbers they don't say that this year. Like you don't think that he would want one that San- that the Saints would want Brandon Cooks again. I think so as well. And the whole justification that they bring up for mentioning like, oh my God, the Patriots, they won that trade was, oh wait, the Patriots, they only moved up eight spots in a draft. And do you want to know who they got with that draft pick? Do you want to take a guess at who they got? Because it wasn't one of the guys that won them the Super Bowl that next year when they traded away uh, Brandon Cooks. It's a guy named Isaiah Wynn. Plays offensive tackle. Has only started in eight games in his entire career. Want to know why he's only started in eight games? Because he's been hurt. Because he's been hurt. That trade worked out really well for the Patriots. Patriots got gutted at wide receiver. Rams, they upgraded. They got multiple weapons. And Brady is left out on an island. Next guy. Melvin Gordon. This is the next guy in who's going to get traded, who's going to get paid. Maybe a little bit of both. Well, technically, I think he's going to be a free agent next season. Melvin Gordon is a guy that... What were his numbers this season? He held out, but then he didn't held out. What were his numbers? 612. How many games did he play? He had three point. Oh no, he's not, he ain't getting paid. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, yeah, three point eight yards this season. You think I'm like, Mel? Oh god, three point five, three point nine, three point nine, five point one, and then three point eight. No, no, he's only had it one one thousand yard season, and I think that's because he's been hurt. He's not. He's not getting the money that he wants. I just like like this is the first time I got his 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 numbers. I'm like, bro, you ain't getting the numbers that you want. I don't even. I completely forgot. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I think he needs to take whatever money is going to be given to him because uh, he is below average when it comes to running. Uh, when it comes to the numbers that he needs, he has eight touchdowns last season, but. 3.8 yards is not is not the numbers that I would want if I'm Melvin Gordon. Moving on, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Former Bronco. Current San Francisco 49er. Do you bring back a Melvin Gordon or do you trade him away? I think he's got some years on him. Some good years left in him. Excuse me. But do you want to trade away? Not trade away, but do you want to go out and get an Emmanuel Sanders? Or do you want to, you know, do you want to keep what you have? Because you may have to pay him. Let me just take a look at Emmanuel Sanders' numbers. 32 years old. Won a Super Bowl. 502 yards this year. 
How many thousand yard seasons has he had? One, two, three, three. He helped out. He helped. I mean, listen, he helped out a lot when it came to when it came to the 49ers this season. He did a lot for them, but I mean, his numbers have been slowly declining ever since Manning retired pretty much. Not even slowly, straight up have been sh- have been shot in half. And he needs a good quarterback. You know, his he only has 3,000-yard seasons and they're only with Peyton Manning, so he needs a good quarterback. So if I'm one of these teams, I'm like, listen, I need him on a team with a good quarterback, and I probably need him to take a pay cut. And by take a pay cut, I mean probably be fairly compensated, because he's not, he's not garner, he's not going to garner a lot of attention, in my opinion, from free agency. I think he should just. Take what's given to him. I think he's essentially a um, a Melvin Gordon. I think he needs to get paid uh, what what he deserves, and he's he's not going to be paid like a top ten wide receiver. Not even close. I would not pay him like a top ten wide receiver. He's old. He's thirty two. His numbers they're okay for a thirty two year old wide receiver. But I mean, let me let me look up D- Deshaun Watson's numbers. To kind of give you an example of uh, of the mismatch, of how like maybe not the mismatch, but like of how I don't want to say inconsistent, but yeah, inconsistent he's been. So Emmanuel Sanders, keep in mind, three thousand yard wide receivers. Deshaun Jackson, one, two, three, four, five. 5,000 yards, oh, well, that's not that, I'm like, in 10 years, that's not that much of a difference, but yeah, he's had five, technically 11, almost, like 12, maybe, five, and, oh, that's not, that's, that's, it's not that good either, but he's had, like, he's had 1,000-yard wide receiver, uh, years, excuse me, and with the Bron, with the Buccaneers, with Jameis Winston, who constantly kept going away from him, like, he had some bad years in, in Tampa Bay, it wasn't his fault, and he played with Washington for, I, I guarantee you this, he probably played for a better team. He probably would have had a thousand yard wide uh, season, excuse me. But when I look now at Deshaun Jackson, I'm like, wait a second. He had a thousand yard season and he had two thousand yard wide receiving years in in Washington. He had a fifty yard one, not fifty, a five hundred and twenty eight yard one. Uh, I think that was because he was hurt. Like he's had some pretty good seasons overall in the last couple of years, but it's just injuries have been the main issue with him. And you can kind of see that in his in his down years. Think about it like this. He's almost had as many 1,000-yard wide receivers with Washington as he has had with the Eagles. So, just, just throwing it out there. Emmanuel Sanders, his career, mm, hasn't necessarily taken off like D, D-Jack. They're about the same age. I would take D-Jack over Emmanuel, just saying. Final player that I'm going to talk about, Stephon Diggs. Listen, you, if you if you are a contender, if you want a wide receiver, um, maybe you should go out and get a wide receiver. Stop talking about well, you know, we like the guys. Nope, you don't like the guys that you have. Get out, get a get a damn wide receiver. How about that? Get a damn wide receiver. Just saying, some teams need them. 
badly. Why not go out and get them? Because you need them badly. It's like a thirsty man rejecting water. It's like, no thanks, I'll pass. What do you mean you'll pass? You'll die. Some of these teams are thirsty for wide receivers, and they don't want to sign them. They don't want to pay the money. Like, you go out and you go get a wide receiver. Excuse me? Excuse me? You don't have the luxury to be picky or to be stingy or to be uh, uptight. You need a damn wide receiver. There's no debate about that. Some of these teams badly need... Like, listen, if I was if I was the Bengals, I would, I'd be like, listen, maybe we should give away some of these guys. Maybe not some of these guys, but some of these picks. Maybe we should sign A.J. Green back. He's a leader. He's a great wide receiver. It's like, you guys aren't going to sign anyone back. You guys are just going to let some of these guys go. You guys are... I wish I might... Ah, please. Just keep on, just keep on, you know, just losing football games and being terrible organizations and not handling your business and continuously just doing the things that kept you where you are and continuing to lose games and not necessarily innovating and doing anything new and interesting to make sure that your team and players can get better so that way your fans can have something to damn cheer about. Just keep on losing football games. Don't go out and get a wide receiver. Don't go out and get Antonio Brown. Call the NFL and say, hey, can we get, can we sign him? Can we sign him? Hey, Kamish, can we sign him? I would like to know if I can sign one of the best wide receivers in the league and not get absolutely cuckled by Roger Goodell. And I will not be cucked, Roger Goodell. You will be cucked if you try to fuck with me. Maybe you you do go out and you go get a, a Stefan Diggs. Maybe you go out and you get a, a Jerry Judy, a Henry Ruggs the third. Maybe you go out and you do go get a T. Higgins. Maybe you wait later on in the draft and you get an Antonio Gandy Golden. I still have to look up. Yeah, his his name is AGG Antonio Gandy Golden. Maybe you do go out and you go get him later on in the draft, not first round draft pick by the way or maybe you just keep on doing the shame the same shit that cost you uh, a whole bunch of football games ain't none of my damn business I'm not a billion dollar owner who has these billion dollar teams that are shel- shelving out millions of dollars it's like hey you would you would think you pay your team your, your guys millions of dollars you would hope to be number one in anything hope to be number one in something but, you know, some people, they're just complacent and they like being losers and that's what they'll be. Losers. Moving on to another loser that I'll be talking about for the uh, the foreseeable five to ten minutes. Maybe probably less because I'm not going to waste too much time because I seriously have to pee. And, in, and I'll end the podcast after I talk about this. The Oakland Raiders... They're not even called the Oakland Raiders anymore. They made it official last month. We're going to make it official. We're moving to Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders. What a bunch of losers. What a bunch of losers they'll be next year. I feel bad for the Oakland Raider fan base. They didn't they didn't deserve that. And the dumbest thing is, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Everybody keeps on telling me the Oakland Raiders are a global brand and they'll do this. And it's like, no, you guys are saying they're a global brand and you guys say they're an international brand and blah, blah, blah. When in reality, it's like 
they only operate, and I say, and I said this before, I'll say this again. There are certain places where they can be successful in. You cannot put them in Kansas City, Kansas, right? Like, let's say they weren't divisional rivals with the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't put the Raiders in Kansas City, period, end of story. You can't put them in freaking Wichita, Kansas, or Wichita, Missouri, whichever, wherever Wichita is from. There are certain places that you can only put them in. Oakland, New York, San Antonio, and finally, Los Angeles. I don't know, maybe, maybe you think about putting them in the new damn stadium instead of building one out in the middle of a desert. You know, Los Angeles probably has the second biggest Raider fan base outside of Oakland. And it's literally within driving distance. Maybe not like nice driving distance, but it's like it's closer than freaking driving all the way out to Las Vegas. Point being, terrible move by the NFL. I mean, I've talked, I, I will say that it has been a terrible move until they move back to Oakland. But terrible move by, by the NFL. But even more importantly, it's not going to do anything for the, for the Raiders as a brand. They don't got anybody. In the years, the two years that John Gruden has been the head coach, so they've gotten rid of Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack. They got Josh Jacobs. They don't have. They don't. They've gotten players back. Some players they got Hunter Renfro, but it's not like they they have the pieces that they need to make a splash, a splash play, to make spl- to to do something. They don't got anybody. They were contenders a couple of years ago. Now they're rebuilding, in and in, not in Oakland, in Las Vegas. Not a stadium, rebuilding as a team. Derek Carr may not be the quarterback in the foreseeable future. Let me look up Derek Carr's... Let me pee first. Because I seriously got to pee. I drank a lot of water and I ate a lot of ice cream. Let me pee first. Hold on. Hold on.
Sorry. All right. What, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, how much the Oakland Raiders are going to suck. And before I got started with how much they were going to stu- suck, excuse me, I was trying to look up Derek Carr's statistics. All right, here we go. Nope. Derek Carr stats and numbers. <coughs> awesome, I get a great little view of his numbers. Let me also check out Hunter Renfro. I need your energy. I need... So he had like 600 yards. All right. Derek Carr. Talk about this all the time with Dak Prescott. I talk about, hey, 3,000 yards, pretty good season. Not pretty good, but acceptable season. 4,000 yards, we've had a pretty good season. Derek Carr... 70% 70% completion percentage, 4,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 100.8 passer rating. Those are pretty good numbers. That, in fact, some of those numbers were pretty great, like 70%, 100.8 passer rating, almost had a 3-1 to touchdown and interception ratio. I can't hate on that. I can't hate on that. He's had some pretty good seasons overall. The last couple seasons? Nope, never mind. I'm like, but but for the last two seasons, he's kind of almost hovered around 70% completion percentage. Very, very interesting. Let me check how how many times does he throw. Maybe it's because he's in an an air raid offense. He has a high completion percentage. What's his yards per attempt? 7.3, 7.9. 7.3, 7.9. All right. I like that a lot. Anyways, he has, he has some pretty good numbers. Some weird reason John Gruden doesn't want to move off of him. I don't think I've seen a lot of Oakland Raider football since maybe 2016, 2017. Somewhere around there. In fact, I don't think I've seen any, if I'm honest with you. Hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard John Gruden constantly, you know, or people constantly hint at John Gruden potentially moving off of off of him. I got to ask why. He has good numbers, like and he has constantly improved, constantly improved. I just I got to ask why. Are you trying to move off of him? I don't mind it if you do, but like, give me an actual reason as to why. And he could obviously improve with his passer rating, but his completion percentage is 68% last year, 70% this year. He's throwing like 7 point something yards per attempt. Like, that's really, really good. He almost has a 3 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. You would obviously like to see him to, to throw more touchdowns, but... Maybe that's it. Maybe he can't score. But I'm I'm not really finding a whole lot of fault in his numbers. Let me check out the Derek Carr 2019 highlights, if there are any. Let me check them out. My 
Like somebody must have crafted some. Here we go. Bang. Alright, let me mute this. Because I got an ad. Alright. Their car, clean pocket, over the middle, touchdown. They're like at the 10, 12 yard line, something like that. Of the opposition. So it wasn't like that great of a throw play action. Goes over the middle. They're going up against the Broncos. Still pretty great catch overall. And a pass on the money to number 16. His deep ball threat. Bang. He's looking. Rolls to his left. Throws. Bang. All right. Wide receiver had to go back. All right. All right. Pretty solid. For some weird reason, it's only against the Broncos, I guess. I guess it's because it's, you know, it's the first game and they're doing it game by game. All right. What about what happened to the Jacksonville team? Shouldn't he have beaten, like, Jacksonville? Oh, God. 3-38 to 38. <laughs> against, the, against the Chiefs. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Three to seven. Derek Carr looks, fires downfield, bang. Nice nice catch by number eighty three. Nods his head in approval. Hmm. Second and nine. Bang. Play action. He's gonna take it on a read option. Alright. You know what? I'm pretty satisfied with that. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's two minutes left. Oh, okay. I'm like he thinks they're going to win it, and they did not They did not win that football game. They had the lead with two minutes left. Well, Jesus. Hunter Renfro takes it in against the Chargers. Easy touchdown for Hunter. Just an over-the-middle pass, and he takes it the rest of the way home. Bang, again. They're giving up a lot of middle, just end-breaking routes. The Chargers are just saying, hey, just, you know, just, you know, just run free through our defense. You know, it doesn't matter that much. Only seeing just over the middle throws. He's making them. He's completing them. Just going to roll. Bang. There he is. Or you can take it in. Yep. Bang. Touchdown. <laughs> throws it in the crowd. You know what? I, what what was their record? Like I'm watching this, and and I get it. I'm watching his highlights, but it's you know it's it's pretty hard to have 15 minutes of highlights if you aren't doing a whole lot. Like he looks like he was doing a whole lot. What was the Raiders' record this season? Seven and nine. All, all right, all right. They were tied with the Broncos. I don't know how I feel about that. I'll have to, like, like I don't really watch any Oakland Raider football, so I don't really know how the game games go. Maybe because everybody says, you know what, Dak Prescott only gets numbers in garbage time and blah, blah, blah. I've, I've disproved that constantly. I'm, I always ask, what games did he have garbage time numbers? People usually say against the, the Bears and the Bills, and I'm like, yeah, okay, he had three touchdowns in those games, one interception, 
and 600 yards. If you take away those numbers, he still has over 4,300 yards. But with Derek Carr, I'm like, I don't know if he had garbage time numbers. I don't I don't know the, the quarter breakdown. I don't know any of that stuff. But he has he has had good numbers in the past couple of years. I don't I don't know. And when you think about it, he's also had key pieces taken away from him. Key offensive linemen, key weapons on the wide receiving front taken away. I'd, let me look up Amari Cooper's numbers and then we'll kind of just end it off here. First two years with Oakland, pretty good. Last two years with Oakland, pretty bad. Pretty bad. With Dallas, he's gotten better. I don't know. I don't know. He's still pretty great, Amari. But with Oakland, his last two years were 680 receptions, 280 receptions. And Dallas, his first year, keep in mind, only played for eight games. 725 yards, then in his uh, six touchdowns, excuse me. Then in his second year, 1,189 yards, eight touchdowns. No, you know what? If I'm if I'm the Raiders, I'm gonna give Derek Carr another year. He's got to get his wins up. He's in he's in a very very weak division. That's what I'll say about Derek Carr. just a little bit ladies and gentlemen this has been 24's podcast the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet you can find this podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast brave breaker overcast pocket cast and radio public pretty much where you can find any podcast you can find 24's podcast again the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet i think i'll be back tomorrow which is technically going to be Friday. Well, no, I'll try to be back Thursday. And we'll get it popping on Thursday. We'll talk about video games and stuff like that. Ladies and gentlemen, to my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time.